the blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast, where the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and a whole lot more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm Adam. I'm John. And oh, you're energetic, is what you are. <laughs> and uh, if you're energetic, I'm strong. I'm feeling so buff and like beefy today uh, because we are talking Hercules. Hercules on Hercules on Hercules. Uh, we are going to discuss the 1997 Disney film Hercules. <laughs> we are going to we're going to talk the mid 90s show Hercules: The Legendary Journeys, and we're going to do a recasting also of Hercules: The Legendary Journeys. Now, what some people might want to kind of throw back at us is, hey guys, there was a Disney cartoon Hercules TV show. Why the heck aren't you pairing that with? Hercules the cartoon, basically because we really wanted to do Hercules the uh, Legendary Journey, and we were like, well, what would go with that? Oh, the Hercules movies. We started off with Kevin Sorbo, like most people do with life. You want to start <laughs> off Sorbo and then go on from there. What what years was that cartoon anyway? I don't re- I don't remember that at all. Ninety eight to ninety nine. Oh, so okay. I did I did watch it. It actually um, it had a total of sixty five episodes. Um, I watched some of it. I remember it had a sidekick Icarus that didn't appear in the movie. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, if you know Greek mythology, Icarus is the guy who you know his he had uh, the wax wings and he flew too close to the sun yes. and they melted. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of bastardization of uh, Greek mythology with Disney, naturally, as they do with a lot of mythology. And I'm not going to talk about much of it, but I'll talk about it just a little bit, maybe. The first uh, part of the bastardization would be that Hercules would be the actual incorrect title if this is a Greek-centered movie. Uh, It'd be Heracles. Heracles, yes. Hercules is the Roman version of that hero. Heracles is the Greek version. Correct. I do. I remember that. But even though I remember it, Hercules is the one I always say. Yeah. And I always think about. That's the yeah. one most people says. Uh, all right. So before we get all check my muscles and I'm, I'm getting I'm feeling a little swole, actually. I don't know if you've noticed, but like my biceps are pretty freaking huge right now. Um, but before <laughs> before we do that, how about you kind of bring us back in time to 1997 when this film came out? All right, so the film came out in June 20th of 1997. Topping the Billboard singles charts for that week was I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy and Faith Evans. us while we pray for you every day we pray for you till the day we meet again. oh so that was not far after biggie got shot yeah uh i i will be honest i didn't really like this song because i oh really well i because i really i i I know they got permission from stinging the police to do it but i just hated that they took that song (laughs) i really did i don't care so much now but i remember being really upset by it when i was a teenager it's not as good as I'll be watching you. Yeah. It's not. But I, I still think it's a nice little heartfelt song. I do remember that I believe at the MTV Mo- Music Awards that year, they performed this song and they actually had Sting come out and sing one verse of his of I'll be watching you with it. 
Yeah, I think I remember that as well. So now I remember like right around like the, the Tupac Biggie deaths, like two kind of covers came out, or at least as I always kind of associated, associated them together. It was this one. Uh, and then also Tupac had a song called Changes, uh, which was a Bruce Hornsby song. Yeah. Uh, that he that he kind of did and and I, I like both of them I think I think the the Tupac version is also pretty good not as good as the Bruce Hornsby version right. but still solid uh, topping the Nielsen ratings Adam it's your favorite show Seinfeld <gasps> oh <laughs> yeah uh, that was not really the Seinfeld theme song <laughs> uh, yeah I mean ninety seven this was during season probably season eight in uh, when that was around yeah so maybe maybe it was like near the end of season six. Because uh, it ended in '98, but yeah, right. oh man! If if anybody doesn't know, we plugged it plenty of times. <laughs> Me and Corey, we've got a podcast called Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, where uh, we talk about every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back. Uh, so hop on there and join us. Um, and yeah, I love Seinfeld, man. I love it. How far, how far are you guys into right now? Uh, so we've actually just started season four by the time this episode comes out, we'll ha- we'll have probably like four or five episodes of season four into it. Okay. So. Yeah, we still got a long way to go. All right. Uh, if you were a reader back then, you might have just picked up uh, the latest uh, book to top the New York Times bestseller, which was called Plum Island by Nelson DeMille. And if you were a video game player, there wasn't too much that came out in June of that year. But a couple months later, people were uh, getting ready for the release of the classic N64 game, GoldenEye. Yeah, that was a that was a great one. I mean, we talked about Goldeneye on yeah. our episode. We and we had to talk about that game because that game is freaking awesome. So much time spent running around and just playing with friends, you know, screen watching and all that good <laughs> shit. Oh, it's classic. So. All right, yes. that was nineteen ninety seven. All right. Well, I am excited, John, to do some uh, bicep curls and some bench presses and some squats and uh, lift our way into Hercules. All right, Hercules, 1997. This is a Disney film. This was technically kind of during that Disney 90s renaissance that kind of started um, probably from Little Mermaid and lasted till about the end of the 90s mm. is, was, is kind of the stage I would call it. It was directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, uh, who also did writing and directing on The Great Mouse Detective, Aladdin, Treasure Planet, Princess and the Frog, Moana. So this is a really good team here that know how to do Disney animated films. Uh, the music was done by Alan Menken, another great Disney um, composer. Yeah. He did Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, so he's he's really solid. And I really like the music on this one. I, I already mentioned there was a TV show, kind of a spinoff TV show that came uh, on, put, I think it was on the, the Disney Channel yeah. uh, from... 98 to 99, 65 episodes, and I definitely did watch it. And uh, it's this movie stars Tate Donovan as Hercules. He was also the voice of Hercules on the TV show. He was in Space Camp. But I remember him best from the movie Love Potion Number 9 with Sandra Bullock. He was the main love interest in that. I don't remember that movie at all. Oh, you don't remember Love Potion Number 9? It's no. so cute. It's a romantic <laughs> comedy. It's a cute. It's like a little magically one. He gets the love potion and, you know. It's kind of all based on that song. Right. Love Potion Number Nine. I mean, that's, a, that's a classic song. I definitely yeah, know that. Yeah, it is. All right. Okay. Uh, 
Josh Keaton does the voice of young Hercules. Um, he's done tons of different voice and video game work throughout the years. I might remember him best. There was a short-lived show called Spectacular Spider-Man uh, that he did the voice of Spider-Man on it. And it was actually one of the best Spider-Man cartoons after the 90s animated one, so, I would say. So uh, my son has been sick. Uh, just he had pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And so he's had to be. He's he's been having to do just kind of these breathing treatments. He's getting better and he's he's improving. He just he, he had a bad cough for a couple of weeks and he's getting better. But it's turned into this thing. One uh, he'll watch a TV show during his during breathing treatment, which he only needs for like ten minutes or so. But he'll just end up watching a whole uh, you know TV series or a whole TV episode. And the one that we started watching was Spider Man the animated series, and he's in love with it. Oh, good kid, good kid. Yeah, it's such a good show. Yeah. It's been nice. And if any yeah, if anybody wants to hear our take on it, go back and listen to the episode that we did with uh, our friend Jonathan from Dynamic Duel. Uh, he joined us for when we talked up uh, Didn't we do that with Joseph? What did I say, Jonathan? Yeah, you said Jonathan. Same fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> Joseph from Dynamic <laughs> Duel where we talked about Spider-Man the animated series and Howard the Duck. Uh, that was a fun episode. Yeah, it was. All right, Roger Bart did the voice of uh, Young Hercules, his his singing voice, and he's a Tony Award-winning, um, you know, Broadway kind of guy. He was on the uh, the Broadway run of the producers and things like that. Roger Bart is awesome. Uh, Danny DeVito does the voice of Philoc TDs. Uh, we know Danny DeVito from Twins, Batman Returns, Always Sunny, more recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Woods does the voice of Hades. And uh, he was actually also did the voice of Hades in the cartoon as well, which I thought was awesome. Apparently, he loved this character so much that he told Disney he would, anytime they needed him for it, he would do it. Well, they've done some video games. I know in the most recent Kingdom Hearts game, Hades was one of the main villains, and he also did the voice for that. James Woods, I just want to throw out there, he is an amazing villain. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to just, I, you know, I'll, I'll probably speak highly about it throughout this podcast, but like he's probably one of my favorite all time Disney villains. But if anyone hasn't seen the movie Ghosts of Miss- Mississippi, that in that film, James Woods plays this racist asshole and he does it so well. Like he's such a great actor that he just makes you want to reach through the freaking TV <laughs> and just like choke him to death. Like, I want to kill this old jerk racist white guy but he i mean he's an amazing villain in that film um and and this one as well so uh i just want to give a massive shout out to to james woods there yeah all right uh susan egan does the voice of meg or magara megara whatever the heck she pronounced it uh she's done plenty of voices uh she's done things in steven universe spirited away spirited away uh plenty of other stuff uh rip torn rest in peace rip torn you passed away maybe a year ago or so Maybe it was two, but uh, he is our voice of Zeus, and I remember him from Summer Rental, uh, Men in Black, Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. He's a great comedic actor. Uh, and then a couple other names I got to mention, Bobcat Goldthwait. He does the voice of Pain. Love him as a stand-up comic. Yep. He's awesome. Uh, also really funny in the Police Academy series. Yep. He's great there. Uh, and then Matt Frewer does the voice of Panic. And we've talked about him multiple times on this podcast. Yep. Uh, he was Max Headroom, and he was one of the dads in Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Yep. So... They're of a great dynamic. I love their voices. This is a Disney film. It's a Disney film with animals in it, John. So guess what? What? Chicken butt. (laughs) (laughs) 
Got you good. Got you good. Uh, of course, Frank Welker used his amazing voice talents, and we had Frank Welker do the voices of, or the sounds of Pegasus and Cerberus the dog as well in this film. So naturally, you got to have. Just looking at the list of people who did voices on this, no matter how big or small the character was, we could probably do an entire episode just talking about these people. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you get into like some of the uh, additional voices on this movie, and it's like, yeah, exactly. Holy crap! There's just just tons of great people who who put who lent their voice to this film. I mean, I'm just just looking at like so, so like these characters who probably only you only heard like once or twice. You know, Keith David did a voice. Jim Cummings, uh, Corey Burton. We've talked about him before. Wayne Knight from Seinfeld. Yeah. Yep. Say, and if I haven't plugged it enough, listen to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. <laughs> also, hey, John, did you know that Wayne Knight is a fellow UGA graduate? I did know that. Yeah. I'm actually rather yeah. proud of that. Of course, I think I think Woo-hoo. of him more for um, Jurassic Park. But Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And Roger Bumpus, who was the voice of Squidward on SpongeBob. Yeah. Some huge people in this movie for sure. So oh, Bill Farmer. I see. I mean, the yeah. guy, that's goofy. Yep. Of course. Yeah, there's just tons of great people in here. Oh, Eric Von Detten. Hey, that's um, Brink. Andy Brink Brinker from Brink. I love Eric Von Denton. We talked about that movie you hated so much that I love. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. So a great cast here. One thing I want to go before we get into the actual breakdown, John, if you remember, we ranked the, this film uh, was, you know, I ranked this in my top 10 Disney animated films when we had, you know, that uh, top 10 list yes. a while back. I couldn't remember if this was a movie that you actually have seen or not before. I had never seen it before. I didn't think so. Okay. All right. Try and keep a poker face, I guess, if you want. Sure. Or maybe you can't and <laughs> maybe maybe he'll be just and you just have to unleash, um, you know, your either love or hatred of it while we talk <laughs> about it. But I thought that was the case. Uh, so I'm personally this was this was my number two. So this one I ranked really high for my nostalgic Disney animated films. Yes. So. I mean, I'm honestly excited to show this to you and be like, hey, this is a part of my childhood that you didn't have. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, maybe maybe now you'll you'll love it. And, and I guess I'm excited that you're excited. Yay. Uh, did you force your children um, and strap them on like uh, Clockwork Orange style to watch this one with you? Um, I didn't have to. They'd actually already seen it. OK, cool. That makes it easy. They saw it on their own. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the breakdown. And we start with the narrator setting up the story. Um, you know, the whole kind of just the, the background of some of the uh, the Greek mythology, the muses kind of liven it up. And they give us a song about the Titans versus the gods. Back when the world was new, Whoa! the planet Earth was down on its luck. And everywhere gigantic brutes called Titans ran amok. It was a nasty place. There was a mess wherever you stepped Where chaos reigned and earthquakes and volcanoes never slept And then along came to He hurled his thunderbolt Locked those suckers in a bomb So we learn all about that and we kind of move into Olympus We meet Zeus and Hera They're having a new baby Uh, I do like we see Paul Schaefer as Hermes flying around He even looks like Paul Schaefer, which is hilarious. Did you mention who the narrator was? 
I did. I, n- I remember. I looked it up, but I forgot if we knew the narrator was freaking Charlton Heston. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't mention that. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, I, I saw that when I first looked up the list, and I was like, oh, we'll have to talk about that. And then I completely forgot about it while we were talking about all the other awesome people who uh, were in this movie. Well, when I scrolled down, I just, I don't know. There's just so many big names that I, I kind of kept looking at. I just skipped over Charlton Heston. I know. I mean, that's a hu- huge name right there. All right. So, yeah, we see that, you know, yeah, Zeus and Hera have a new baby. If anybody knows Greek mythology, they know that Hercules is not the son of Hera. <laughs> yes. He is the son of Zeus. But Zeus was a adultering motherfucker. He was a dog. He was a he dog. He was a dog. <laughs> he was a dirty, dirty dog. And he banged anything that was in his way. Uh, and uh, he shacked up with a human woman and Hercules was not born a god. He is a demigod. So he's, you know, got some extra... That's how he got his strength because it was god jizz and a, and a human <laughs> ovary. So, sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Hashtag, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Anyway, Ugh. Zeus gives Hercules a uh, flying horse, who's Pegasus, of course, and, you know, they bonk heads. It's kind of cute. You know, you have that little friendly thing between them immediately. Um, and in comes Hades. And, you know, I just had to, to call out even right here that James Woods' voice. You know, I haven't been this choked up since I got a hunk of moussaka caught in my throat. Huh? I just, he he puts so much effort, I feel, into the Hades voice and I just find it I find it amazing you know I think his performance is so animated as weird as that yes I know the character is animated but I, I feel like you compare his voice to someone like I don't know even like Riptorn who Riptorn did a great job hmm. but Hades his character just feels and the voice of it just feels so much more animated to me and I, and I think J- uh, James Woods just really gave it his all yeah. The muses tell us about him in song. He ran the underworld, but thought the dead were dull and uncool. He was as mean as he was ruthless, and that's the gospel too. Uh, we all then also meet Pain and Panic. Uh, they're kind of like the silly comic relief, you know, just kind of like the eh, the bumbling sidekicks yeah. of the villain. Yeah, you see that in a lot of different Disney films. We see uh, Hades meets with the Fates, and they're these kind of three creepy old ladies. Uh, you know, they can see the future, the past, and the present, and all that kind of stuff. A nice little cheesy joke in there, where like, oh, we know everything. Post, present, and future indoor plumbing. It's gonna be big. There's a lot of those little jokes in here. You know, it's that something that Disney does so well yeah. is adding in just those little kind of jokes that a kid might find funny, but an adult is definitely going to catch and they definitely find it funnier. Yeah. So Hades kind of charms the fates to tell them, uh, you know, this whole future, this prophecy that's uh, going to come up because he wants to take over Mount Olympus. So they kind of tell him about his plan and how it's going to work. But they mention if Hercules fights, he will lose. So for Hades to win, he's got to kill Hercules. He's got to kill a god. So what does he have to do? He's got to turn him mortal. So he's got this like poison, I guess that'll turn him mortal. He sends pain and panic to steal the baby and which they do. I love any time in a, literally any time in a movie where you get like a no and it's a big like, you know, upshot <laughs> right. and it pulls real, away really fast. They have that Riptor, Riptorn did a great no for Zeus and whatever it is like those moments 
always make me kind of either kind of laugh to myself, honestly. Yeah. Pain and Panic have Hercules drink this potion, um, and he's you can kind of see he's uh, turns mortal from it, but he doesn't drink every last drop, so he still has his strength. Pain and Panic decide... Uh, he's immortal now, even though he's got some strength. Uh, we're just going to not tell Hades. And, you know, hopefully nothing will come of this. No big deal. So we get some narration and we just kind of move forward in time, kind of thanks to the muses. Another kind of song narration that moves mm-hmm. us ahead. Uh, Hercules is now a teenager, um, but we see that he's kind of a bit of a klutz. He's, he's kind of an outcast, you know, that kind of thing, which they definitely... Disney plays that kind of stuff up all the time. Yeah. If you were a super strong kid, well, I guess if you were as clumsy as he was, maybe that would, you know, you you would be an out, outsider. I was I was confused as to why the townspeople hated him so much. <laughs> I mean, yes, he's strong and he's clumsy, but it's not like the kid was an asshole. No, he was a nice kid. He was kid. a nice kid and you'd think they would be a little bit more understanding. Like that that part I was not understanding very well. Fair enough. I mean, well, he did crash down like the entire structure of their little shopping area john yes but they they all seem to be having that same attitude towards him beforehand like like the kids like all right this part did confuse me so i guess the kids are throwing the frisbee or whatever their equivalent of the frisbee is (laughs) discus the discus yes and you know hercule picks it up and like the kid is scared to talk to him but as soon as they get it back they start yelling stuff at him if you if there was a kid who could snap your skull like with your <laughs> hand, would you not be the nicest person in the world to him, regardless of yeah. whether or not that kid was nice? You know what? You're right. If if there was a kid who was a klutz and who was really super stupid strong, I'd probably be way more afraid of him than make fun of exactly. him. And be like, oh my God, I got to stay away from you or else you might accidentally snap my neck or something. Yeah. But yeah. kids are stupid and mean. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, so he does uh, he does collapse that entire structure. Yes, he's a freak. He's an outsider. And he feels like it, too, obviously, because he's getting bullied. Yeah. Um, and we get the start of the song, I Can Go the Distance. I have often dreamed of a far-off place Where a great, warm welcome will be waiting for me Where the crowds will cheer when they see my face the voice keeps saying, this is where I'm meant to be. I will find my way. I can go the distance. I'll be there someday. If I can be strong, I know every mile will be worth my while. I would go most anywhere to feel like I. I want to say Go the Distance is one of my all-time favorite Disney songs. I, I think it's it's an underrated one. Um, in the way they put it up in here, they kind of start it and then they kind of do some stuff and then they kind of go, go back to the song. So like yeah. in, in, in the span of this song, we get that his parents kind of tell him about his past and then he kind of starts to go off or his adopted parents tell him about his past and how they find him, et cetera, et cetera. Then he starts to go on his journey. The song kind of then picks up and continues again. Then he goes to the temple of Zeus and Zeus, you know, talks to him through being through his 
Temple of Zeus statue um, and tells him that he can become a god if he becomes a true hero. Uh, he reunites him with Pegasus and they do the little head bonk thing. Ha <laughs> cute. <laughs> and so he te- Zeus tells him he has to go see Philoctetes. And so when he goes to see Phil, uh, Herc continues the song and finishes that. So it's kind of like broken up a little bit. Yeah. But the song in its entirety, I think, is an underrated Disney song. Like when it comes to... Other than, now I still want to say Powerline's two songs are by far my favorite from the Goofy movie. But those aren't songs that are like within the musical realm. You know, they're kind right. of songs just in within the movie. This this song, as like an actual musical that's, that's moving forward and perpetuating the story, mm-hmm. um, I think is just one of my absolute favorites. How did you feel? I mean, have you heard that song before? I've actually heard parts of that song before that's the only part of this movie i had any knowledge of and that's um that's actually only because i play a little game with some of my uh some of my fourth and fifth graders where i play a song from a movie and they have to name the movie um and i often use disney because they're more familiar with that one so mm-hmm. i i'm a little familiar with the song but uh, i i liked it and i actually kind of liked how they broke it up um, cause at first I was like, oh wow, this song's taking forever. And then I just realized, oh, we're just, it's, it's a part of this whole sort of not montage per se, mm-hmm. but the sort of quick telling of the story. Yeah. Yeah. You do move pretty quick. Uh, all right. So Hercules meets Phil, who is a creepy satyr. Uh, he's kind of spying on the girls when we first see him. I think it's kind of funny. Very, I mean, Danny DeVito is perfect voice for him. I agree. And a satyr is like a half goat, half human. And Herc has to talk him into working with him because he has apparently trained a whole bunch of other wannabe heroes, but none of them could actually go that distance. I like his little uh, comment. You know, I worked with Perseus, Odysseus. Odysseus, Perseus, Theseus. A lot of yuses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's good shit. But yeah, none of them made it that way. So he's skeptical about Hercules, of course. Then he sings a little song about it. So you want to be a hero, kid? Well, whoop-dee-doo. I have been around the block before with blockheads just like you. Each and every one a disappointment. Pain, for which there ain't no ointment. Which is not a good song. (laughs) I I don't really care for that part. Um, Luckily, it's kind of short. He gets struck by lightning by Zeus because he's being, you know, (laughs) kind of not as uh, positive as he should. (laughs) And then the song does get a little bit better and we get a montage about the train of training of Hercules. I'm down to one last hope and I hope it's you. No kid, you're not exactly a dream come true. I trained enough turkeys who never came true. You're my one last hope, so you'll have to do. This is like a full-on Disney training montage. And at the end of it, we see that Hercules is a bit more grown up. He's a little bit more muscular. He's, his neck is so thick. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting swole. Yeah, very swole. So he says, all right, we're ready to go to Thebes because apparently Thebes is a city that, you know, you're going to need some heroes in. Um, on the way, though, they meet Meg and this centaur and this big old ugly looking centaur called Nessus, uh, who Jim Cummings does the voice of the centaur. Step aside, two legs. Meg, she's a fun, different kind of Disney female to me. Mm-hmm. You know, they call her, oh, here's a damsel in distress. But when you see Meg... You know, she is not a damsel in distress. Right. She is smarter than most everybody. Right. You know, she's done some dumb stuff. Dumb stuff. Um, you know, she's also not a princess. She is, uh, you know, a different character. She, But she is uh, sassy, uh, but she's smart, and she is, boy, she's sarcastic. Yeah. Love that about yeah. Meg. 
Hercules does end up beating up the centaur, and uh, you can kind of see Herc is enthralled by Meg pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, I probably was too around that age. I was, you know, 12, 13 when this came out, and Meg's a cutie. And I, and I, and you know my wife. I enjoy a good sarcastic woman. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, we see that Meg apparently knows Hades. So that is after Herc and, Herc and them have gone. Uh, she knows Hades and she's in debt to him, apparently. Uh, and so he's having her help recruit people for his uprising that we kind of heard about much earlier with the fates and that kind of stuff. So she tells Hades about Hercules, who Hades you know, flips out. He is not happy with pain and panic about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now got to figure out a new plan on how to deal with Hercules. Herc and Phil get to Thebes. Um, but they're having trouble being taken seriously uh, just by the different people. You know, nobody really believes him that he's going to be a good hero or whatnot. Uh, Meg eventually comes. You know, she's under the, the guise of, of Hades or, you know, under his... Uh, well, she's she's a slave to Hades, so she's kind yeah. of having to do his bidding. She's trying to she's trying to find a weakness of him. Yeah. Um, so Herc rushes to to help her. We also see these little kids that are played by Pain and Panic who can transform into stuff. Basically, they end up getting Hercules to move this big rock, and it opens up the cave to this Hydra. And I, and I want to say I love James Woods just kind of like or Hades just sitting at the top, you know, like a little like rock throne or something, just kind of watching the battle. And mm-hmm. I love his little. And hey, two thumbs way, way up for our leading lady. What a dish. What a doll. And he's got the big <laughs> flames coming out. It's just, I don't know. It's a fun thing that Hades does that. Yeah. There's a big battle. I love the battle between with the, the Hydra, uh, which the Hydra is, you know, this classic mythological creature that if you cut its head off, um, it's replaced by two or three or whatever. More grow in yeah. its place. Basically, and so that's what Herc kind of keeps doing, uh, and it's got like tons of heads coming at him. But he eventually kind of like beats it up, ties it up together, and makes a whole rock slide fall on it and kill the kill the Hydra, yeah. and uh, and he's okay. Uh, we get another song by the Muses that propel us uh, of what's going on with Hercules, and it's uh, Zero to Hero. Oh! And it's another song I'm a big fan of is Zero to Hero. It's fun, moves the story along. It gets this is definitely a montage filled movie. It feels like, yeah. you know, we're moving pretty fast, um, but we see him, you know, in this montage beating up a whole bunch of different things, stuff like that. And when we come out of it, Hades, you know, is upset that he can't beat Hercules. He keeps sending him stuff and, and nothing's happening. So here's where he comes up with the idea to send in Meg uh, to find out. To find out his weakness. We do also get a little backstory about Meg here where he tells us that she sold her soul to Hades to save her boyfriend, uh, which didn't end well. Apparently the boyfriend ran off with another woman. So, yeah, that also kind of explains why Meg is so sarcastic and hardened uh, and and things like that as opposed to just like a, a, a fragile damsel in distress like no she's she's someone who's gone through some shit she yeah she has some real depth she's not just another oh i i used to be a, i'm a mermaid and i think this one male looks really cute <laughs> I, i'll give up my voice for him stupid <laughs> or oh uh i really i'm i'm a peasant girl and i want to you know look really pretty so this man will think of me stupid no meg is awesome she's got depth <laughs> 
That's my two cents. So Hades says he will give Meg her freedom if she helps take down Hercules. So there you go. That's her motivation to work for for Hades. Yeah. You know, we we cut to Herc posing for a painting, which he's got a whole like kind of lion over his mask, which if you've seen some other Hercules paintings out there, mm-hmm. he is often portrayed like with one of the lions that I guess he's killed. It was in one of his trials and I can't remember yeah. where he killed like a, a lion. But I do love, it's a nice throwback the lion that he's wearing on him is Scar from yeah. Lion King. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, I did notice that. That was pretty it was pretty obvious, which is kind of unusual because normally when they do stuff like that, they make it a little bit more overt, but that was I always thought it was a nice throwback. I liked it. Yeah, absolutely was. Uh Herc, you know, right now he's beat up a whole bunch of different things and he's kind of like upset that he hasn't gone to Olympus yet. And he's like, What the heck, man? I I'm really good at beating shit up. Why am I not a god? <laughs> Meg comes and uh, seduces him away a little bit. And you know, so she's trying to find any weakness that she can for Hades. But uh, but right now we can also kind of tell that you know it's not just him enamorated with her. We're also seeing that Meg is actually really liking Hercules at this point as well. So they're they're both kind of falling for each other. Yeah. She doesn't find any faults in Hercules, so um, just in general. But like, you know, we see them, you know, just they're kind of leaning in for a kiss. They're gonna, you know, about to about to play some uh, Grecian tonsil hockey, and <laughs> Phil and Pegasus come and break it up. You know they they head off. You know Phil does get knocked off Pegasus at one point. Uh, then we get our own solo Meg song about basically being deni- being in denial about being in love. Who'd you think you're kidding? He's the earth and heaven to you. Try to keep it hidden, honey. We can see right through you, girl. You can't deceive it. We know how you To me, this is also this is not this is not a bad song. I don't want to call this as bad as the Danny DeVito song earlier, the Phil song earlier, but it, it's it's mostly meh for me. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, I mean, us being boys when we grew up, when it was like <laughs> you know the the princess singing her solo song or something, I not to say you know I, I tuned it out because that's certainly not the case. Right. I listen to a much better now, um, but. Most of the time, like, oh, it's the girl singing, you know, because I was just a little boy. Right. And so, but, not, but this song is fine. I, I like it fine, but it's it just, it's not as interesting as some of the others. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. For the vast majority of the movie, the only song that really caught my ear was Go the Distance. Okay. The other ones were like, okay, they're there. They're telling me things, but none of them, none of them were memorable enough for me to remember in any of them. All right. Uh, at the end of it, Hades comes over. Phil, who is knocked off Pegasus, sees that Meg is working with Hades, and so he realizes, uh, you know, that oh shit, something's going on. They're they're trying to dupe my boy, and so he heads out real early, even before you know he could hear Meg say, right. "Oh no, I, you know, I'm not gonna." Of course, that's how it works. Of course, I'm not gonna <laughs> do stuff. Of course, um, but here Hades realizes, you know, even though Meg says Hercules has no weaknesses, because he can see how much that she is in love with him. She realizes that Meg is his weakness. Yeah. He's a smart guy. Yeah. One smart cookie. Phil tells uh, Hercules about Meg, which, of course, frustrates Herc. He doesn't want to believe him. And he ends up hitting Phil. He just kind of bitch slapping him <laughs> <laughs> and he knocks him across the room. Um, so, you know, right there, this is the low in the movie yeah. um, where Phil and Hercules kind of go their separate ways. Hades comes to give Hercules an offer 
after that. Basically, he's going to, you know, he tells Hercules about Meg's situation for that. She's basically a slave of his. And for her, basically, Hades says, you know, hey, I can promise she will be safe and she'll be free or whatever if uh, I can have your strength. Mm. So he's trying to he's trying to make sure that Hercules isn't going to be strong enough to help win this battle. He's also tells Herc that, uh, you know, she was working with him for him the entire time um, and, you know, trying to, to ruin their relationship. So that kind of happens. Hades then goes and sets the Titans free and goes after Mount Olympus. It's cheesy, but I love the little joke where all the Titans go one direction and he's like, uh, guys, Olympus would be that way. <laughs> they have to turn around and go cheesy little stuff, but I find it cute. Yeah. There's a battle of the gods versus the Titans. All that th- kind of thing happens. The Cyclops, though, gets sent after Hercules because, you know, Hades knows that Hercules has no strength right now. So he sends this big Cyclops that w- this big fat Cyclops <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after him. It's kind of, yeah, kind of a pudgy looking thing, but it's funny. I like the look of it. Meg and Pegasus go to try and get Phil so he can motivate and talk sense into Herc. So they're, you know, they're doing that. Uh, and Herc ends up beating the Her- beating the Cyclops, but... Meg gets crushed by a column in uh, the situation. She kind of pushes Hercules out of the way, saving his life, uh, which ultimately gives Herc his strength back because the deal with Hades is broken because Hades promised that Meg wouldn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. So she she got crushed by this column. Um, so she is hurt. Uh, Herc then goes over to Olympus and he releases all the other gods and they pretty quickly after that dispatch of the other titans another quick little joke i love it pegasus blows hades head out head out whoa is my hair out (laughs) just little little quirky jokes here and there just like disney does uh very well so but hades escapes um he's not captured here he heads down to the underworld and he knows that meg is about to die and he's gonna see her soon so uh she does die the fates cut her thread beforehand so she dies right before Hercules gets back. Hercules, he decides to go down to the underworld to try and save her. He gets there very quickly, you know, just kind of gets over there with Pegasus and he has to try and swim down into like this river pit thing that uh, is kind of sucks his life force. And, you know, he kind of makes a deal with Hades like, hey, if I can get her out, you have to set her free. Mm -hmm. Hades is like, sure, go for it. And so because Hercules is mortal, he knows that guy's not going to freaking survive. But Hercules jumps down in there and he starts swimming towards Meg. And oh, my God, he's not going to make it, John. He's going to die. But you know what begets a true hero, John? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. And even though he wasn't going to get to her, he was willing to sacrifice himself for her. And right as the fates are about to cut his thread, signifying his death, it turns gold. Oh, shit. What does that mean? (laughs) That means he's a god now, bitch. (laughs) Hercules with his sacrifice to of himself in that last moment that shows him as a true hero. Now, granted, wouldn't uh, Meg also be a true hero because she sacrificed herself by pushing him out of the way? Shouldn't she be a god now, too? I guess that's not how it works. Yeah. Just sacrificing. You had to be Hercules. You had to be a demigod at once a god (laughs) to become a a true god again. I don't know how it works. But anyway, he's now a god. He you know that that river doesn't hurt him and so he pulls out meg and uh all is good all is exciting hades then gets trapped in that same river pit kind of pulled down and uh you know meg's brought back to life and uh herc and meg are whisked away to olympus and we see that apollo uh, there was that one line from apollo which i mentioned i wrote on here is keith david which you already kind of called out 
I find it kind of interesting that they used Keith David for like one line yeah. in the movie. Yeah. It's Keith David, one of the greatest like voices, in, you know, that's fucking Goliath. Yeah. <laughs> My kind have no names, but you humans call me Goliath. Now that Herc is a god, he can finally come home, but he doesn't want to, John. He's in love. He's in love. He wants some of that, some of that Meg. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame him. Um, but yes, you know, he's in love. It's not just that. It's not just his hormones. Uh, it's, it's, he is in love with Meg. So he gives up his godhood so he can stay with Meg on earth. And we end with the song, A Star is Born. I'm gonna shout it from the mountain tops. A star is born. It's a time for pulling out the stars. A star is born. Honey, hit us with a And I do love that, uh, you know, Phil, who's been wanting to get that one moment where somebody says, oh, that's Phil's boy who's doing so good. This random guy says, oh, that's Phil's boy. And Phil gets a nice little warm in the in the cockles of his satyr heart. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and we get the credits. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I move very fast, but this is a very montage fast moving film. Yeah. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot. Not to say I was gonna I was gonna say there's not a lot of depth, but there's plenty of depth to it. There's a lot of love and and sacrifice and things like that to it. But it does it's paced very quickly and with all the songs and the way that they use the muses to move forward, I, I think it it just kind of makes the pacing very quick. I'm gonna go ahead and say my comments because sure. I already mentioned that this was my second favorite Disney movie, so I feel like my comments may or may not be as of a surprise sure. to most people. I definitely loved this film growing up. As I mentioned, I liked it enough to watch the Disney the Disney cartoon of it as well. Watching it again, I really still enjoyed it. You know, I get those nostalgic feels from this film. I, I really love the voice acting. Danny DeVito did a great job. Obviously, I can't talk enough about how great I think of James Woods in this character. Uh, if I could go back and redo that list that we did, I'm not sure it would be number two. Okay. It might have dropped down to number three and Lion King get moved up one slot if I had to do that myself. Okay. But granted, I haven't watched Lion King in a long time. So if I rewatched that, I don't know if that would still work. Yeah. But I think this movie has some underrated songs. I love uh, Go the Distance is the best, mm-hmm. but I also love Zero to Hero. I love A Star is Born. Some really good stuff. I think the movie's cute. I think it's fun. I think Meg is an awesome character with depth. It's, it's a female character that I think was missing in a lot of Disney films. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think she's an important one to have. James Woods, can't talk enough about him. Fucking, I keep bringing him up because he's <laughs> that good. Um, for me, Hercules is just a nostalgic, fun, wonderful movie from my childhood. So um, I am particularly curious to hear of somebody who's never seen it before. You know, you, you've you've heard you've heard some of the songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But for your first time, lay it on me, John. Try not to break my heart. <laughs> well, I would say this. Uh, so my son was particularly excited for us to watch this because he knew I hadn't seen it. Um, he actually watched it for the first time on the plane from Vegas to Georgia when we came and met you guys for uh, Thanksgiving. Um, okay. Yeah, oh, wow. It, so it's pretty recent for him. Yeah, fair, pretty recent for him. And he really enjoyed it. So he was. I told him that, w- that we were going to watch it soon. And so he was, like, for the last few weeks, he was like, do we get to watch Hercules yet? Do we get to watch Hercules yet? <laughs> um, and I think my daughter had already seen it some at some point, either on her own or, or with, with uh, my son or at some point. Mm-hmm. So we got to watch it. I loved Danny DeVito. As the satyr, I hated everything else. 
everything you hated everything i really didn't like it i as much as i love james uh woods and rip torn i didn't like their voices um as the characters i really didn't care for the story wow i really didn't like it i'm sorry i really am oh man i wanted to like it but i i think i think it suffered from so much hype because there's so many people, <laughs> it's not just you, so many people who are like, that movie is such an underrated movie that my expectations were higher than they probably should have been, and I really didn't care for it. Did you at least get joy in seeing the glee of your children's faces as they watched it with you? Um, well, they'd already seen it, so there wasn't a lot of glee. They knew what was going on. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I I have seen it, and I was still singing with the songs. Well, if it if it makes you feel any better, this morning when I when I got up and my daughter came downstairs, uh, she was watching it again on her iPad. Okay, that works. I'm okay with so that. So, if anything, you may have lost a fan in me, but you've gained two fans in my children. I've lost a fan in you, <laughs> but I've gained one in your two kids. Sorry, right. you gained two, not one. Although they what are small, so I guess if you put them together, that is one person. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Very tiny. All right. Uh, I will take it. All right. I'm a little disappointed in you, not going to lie. I know. But it, I, you know that what? That won't be the last time you say that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> True. Especially on this podcast. All right. That was our review of Hercules. All right, now we're going to talk Hercules, the legendary journeys from 1995 to 1999. Total of six seasons, 111 episodes. It was created by Christian Williams, who also uh, did the show, worked on the shows Six Feet Under and The Division, which is a semi-popular, I think, like a police or kind of show or something. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do want to just go ahead and call out Xena was, of course, a reoccurring character. She appeared on, I think, 11 episodes total, mm-hmm. and she became her own spinoff show that lasted actually even longer and I, and had a much bigger fan base yeah. than Hercules down the line. I'm not going to talk much about Xena, um, mainly because that needs to be saved for a Xena episode. Yeah. She deserves her own thing because Xena is freaking huge. There was, though, another spinoff that people may not remember. There was a show called Young Hercules starring one Ryan Gosling. Oh. Yes. And that was from 1999 or 1998 to 1999. And uh, yeah, so that so it had its own little off. So there were two spinoffs from this one. So yeah, but not everybody remembers that. I was aware of Young Hercules. I was not aware that it was a spinoff. Yes. Yes, it was. Legendary Journeys stars, of course, Kevin Sorbo. I mean, I say, of course, maybe people don't know him, but like, man, Kevin Sorbo, he, to me, he's just as like out there and cheesy <laughs> in the world of like these kind of things as, as Chuck Norris is, <laughs> you know, like I, I feel bad that Chuck Norris got all the good Chuck Norris jokes. <laughs> I feel Kevin Sorbo also deserved some of those, you know, <laughs> that's, Love that's fair. Yeah, uh, so he played Hercules. Uh, he also had a fairly popular show, that uh, sci-fi show, that came on not long after this one ended called Andromeda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty big. Um, and then I also remember him. He had another fantasy movie from like the late 90s called Cole the Conqueror, which is really bad. I do remember seeing that a long time ago, and I 
don't remember liking it. Uh, Michael Hurst plays Aeolus, and uh, he's done a lot of stuff I didn't recognize. He was a villain in the Power Rangers Ninja Storm show, which I certainly didn't watch, but he's the sidekick kind of character. He kind of gets, I don't know, he's kind of bumbling sometimes. He's kind of overconfident some other times, but, you know, he's he's just kind of like, you know, the silly sidekick guy to Hercules in this one. Kevin Smith plays Ares. Not that Kevin Smith. Yeah. Uh, it is definitely not the uh, 90s director, Kevin Smith, playing uh, Ares, the God of War. Si- could you just see Silent Bob <laughs> dressed up as the Ares? No way. So uh, Ares, uh, Kevin Smith, though, did also play Ares in all the spinoffs. So granted, everybody that I'm going to talk about also was in Xena for like at least a couple episodes. Yeah. But Ares was also in young Hercules as well. Okay. And uh, it was also played by Kevin Smith. Yeah. So unfortunately he passed away back in 2002. So it was a while yes, back. I think it was a car accident. He was only 38. Yeah. So it's it really stinks. Yeah. Um, Robert Trebber played Salmonius. Um, he's done plenty of stuff. Uh, he was on universal soldier way back. If anybody remembers that movie, mm-hmm. um, he was kind of a side character, which of the shows that I watched, he wasn't in them. Okay. Um, so he, I watched ones that it just Eolus was in both of them that I ended up watching. Yeah. Uh, but he was kind of like, uh, his, his like kind of character trait was, you know, he was sometimes another sidekick of Hercules. He was always up for, uh, earning a drachma. Yeah. He was that kind of, kind of a greedy-esque kind of character yeah he was always he was always trying to make a quick buck he was uh kind of goofy definitely you know meant as like a comic relief type guy that sort of thing and then jeffrey thomas plays jason uh jason of the argonaut Mm -hmm. or in the argonauts of that jason um he was in the show spartacus the one that i really really like he was titus on that show um of the gods of the arena show i i'm a big fan of the Spartacus. at least i'm a big fan of the first two seasons of it everything else is crap okay well, that's good to know because I haven't watched it yet and I've been thinking if I should start watching that. So I'll just watch the first two seasons and stop. Absolutely. Now, the third season is somewhat watchable. Okay. But seasons seasons four and five are bad. Just don't watch them. Um, so the first season is Blood and Sand. Definitely watch that. Great season. And the second one is Gods of the Arena and it's an actual, it's actually a prequel. Oh, okay. Uh, because that's after um, Andy Whitfield died of cancer and they, you know, they didn't, they didn't know what to do with the story. So like, okay, let's do a prequel with a lot of the same characters. Uh, okay. And they had a different kind of guy. That one is also fantastic. But in the tech, technically it's called season two, but in, to me, it's really season three. Um, they just, you know, the, the second season, they just, it, it's a, it's called gods of the arena. And it's not really in that same show that one. They had a different actor playing Spartacus. He did, he did not do as good of a job <laughs> to, in my opinion. Um, so the story points were fine, but, but he, he kind of, it really hurt, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't as good. And then it got worse and worse. I'm just going to go on a little Spartacus right <laughs> okay. here. Um, in seasons one and two, in, in the first season and Gods of the Arena, it was very stylized. It was, they were very much were uh, influenced by 300 mm. with a lot of their stylization. Yeah. And then after like Game of Thrones started getting big and other shows that had like more authentic looking gore. I think Spartacus felt it had to go that route. And so it lost a lot of its interest uh, to me because it just got rid of that, uh, that stylization. And then it just tried to be as gory as possible, mm. you know, with a lot of stuff. And I, and I didn't think it was all the good and the writing wasn't as good. Anyway, I think it's totally, totally watch the first two seasons uh, and let me know. Okay. I have, I have them on Blu-ray. I'll ship them out to you. <laughs> 
that was a long talk on Spartacus. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I don't. I, I, th- I think everybody should go check out those. Um, not for the kids. There is a, a, a lot of fe- a lot of female nudity. There's a lot of dongs. Um, <laughs> and it's it's just a lot of bad language. Don't don't and a lot of you know stylized gore. So don't 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 show it to the kids. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this show was preceded by several TV movies that used a lot of the same major characters. Um, they all kind of came out in 1994. Uh, they were Hercules and the Amazon women, Hercules and the lost kingdom and the Hercules and the circle of fire, Hercules in the underworld and Hercules in the maze of the Minotaur. So they kind of tested out the show before they made it a real, uh, like kind of a, an actual series by giving them like those made for TV movies, which were popular enough that they continued mm-hmm. um, with the show afterwards. Oddly enough, I remember seeing the movie before the TV show came out. So I definitely watched one of the movies. Okay, I'm sure I did too, and I can't remember which one. If I I wasn't gonna go back and rewatch any of the movies for this, right? I just kind of stuck to the show. But I I'm certain if I went and watched one or two of them, I'd, it, something nostalgic would come back from it. I think maybe I saw the, in the Maze of the Minotaur, but I don't really remember. What I tell you, what I do remember of the movies was actually, and I think I think it was one of those situations where our mother was watching the movie, and I mm-hmm. sat down and watched it with her. And she watched it because, I hope I'm remembering this correctly, um, because of who played Zeus, which was an actor named uh, Anthony Quinn, who's a very famous actor who was, mm-hmm. uh, he played Zorba the Greek in the in the movie Zorba the Greek. He was also in the movie Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Um, he was, you know, very, very well-known actor from the you know 50s and 60s and, and beyond. And he was a little bit older, so he played Zeus. I remember her talking about him. And that kind of got me hooked a little bit. And then my disappointment when he didn't really show up in the TV show at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Overall, this was an action fantasy show loosely based on Greek myths. It also didn't fit, you know, too closely. It was a little bit more close than uh, than the Hercules cartoon movie. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, typical plot lines of the show would involve Hercules, sometimes with Aeolus, whatnot, going around saving villages from monsters or evil people or even the gods doing stuff that he had to, you know, stop and thwart their evil ways. Right. That kind of stuff. The theme song. I want to talk a little bit about that. Okay. This is the story of a time long ago, a time of myth and legend, when the ancient gods were petty and cruel, and they plagued mankind with suffering. Only one man dared to challenge their power. Hercules. Hercules possessed a strength the world had never seen. A strength surpassed only by the power of his heart. He journeyed the earth, battling the minions of his wicked stepmother, Hera, the all-powerful queen of the gods. But wherever there was evil, wherever an innocent would suffer, there would be Hercules. I like the theme song, but I also know it's really not that good of a theme song. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah, when you listen to it, it's just like, okay, a lot of it's just kind of like talking. Right. And they're just kind of setting up a little bit of narration in it, and then it just kind of moves on from there. But like, I don't know what it is. I always I always liked it, because I, I watched the show when I was younger. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I remember it, like, especially nowadays when I've, I've watched the show a few times. Actually, a few years ago, uh, the whole series was on Netflix, and my wife and I mm. started going through the whole thing, because it was one both of us had a uh, n- nostalgia for. And it, it's one of those things where, like, 
I'm nostalgic for the theme song, but if you if you stop and like analyzed it, you'd probably be like, eh, it doesn't. It's not that great of a theme song. Yeah. But I think it's just the sort of the nostalgia of the show. In its time, this show was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. It became one of the highest rated syndicated television shows in the world, actually, at that time. Yeah. Uh, because it was produced in New Zealand, but they used a lot of American accents and American actors. Right. Uh, so that way, you know, they could, I guess ship it out and be a little bit more interest to American audiences. Yeah, it was pretty popular. It actually had some really cool actors that had some small roles yeah. in the film too. Uh, Gina Torres, who we talked about in our Firefly episode, who played Zoe, she had multiple episodes in this one. Yep. Bruce Campbell was in this one, and he played a pretty the same reoccurring character in Xena. Yeah, he also directed several episodes. I noticed that. Yeah, he, it's, it was multiple episodes. Yeah. So very cool. Uh, Tony Todd, the Candyman, he he was on this show. Uh, Carl Urban mm-hmm. was also on this show. Yep. He played Cupid. Lucy Liu was on this show, and I know you. I know you like your Lucy Liu. I do like some Lucy Liu. Yep. Uh, Richard Mole from Night Court. Ryan Gosling. That's probably why. That's probably what got him the Young Hercules role. He played a different character in this one. Yeah. He didn't play Young, but uh, but I'm sure that's kind of what maybe the producers like. Oh, we got something with this. That's kid. not unusual. Lucy Lawless actually played like four different characters. At some point, she played Xena the <laughs> most, but she she showed up like two or three times before Xena as different characters. Oh, I didn't I didn't notice that. That's hilarious. But my favorite person who was on this show was the uh, the porn star Tracy Lord. <laughs> she didn't she did an episode, and her character was named Luscious Deluxe. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? That's pretty bad. Yes, it is. Oh man. I want to make sure I mention there was a meme that went around. Uh, this was years ago, years ago. Uh, I think it was Kevin. Kevin Sorbo was playing like an evil version of Hercules. Like yeah. I think he even had like the the shitty goatee, yes. you know, as well. And there was pretty famous. This is a famous thing on YouTube. You can just go and, and search for like you know Hercules legendary journeys disappointed, and you'll find this. <laughs> um, but like. Apparently, what what the rumor is, is that he read, like, the stage direction that his character was supposed to be disappointed, but instead of acting disappointed, he, like, turns to the sky and goes, DISAPPOINTED! (laughs) Saying that word that is ridiculous. Wait a minute. This isn't my world. DISAPPOINTED! But it's funny. I love I, I I use that all the time. You know, I I love just kind of turning to the skies going disappointed. <laughs> it's oh god, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, the, I remember that character came out um towards the end of the run mm-hmm. and those were not great episodes. No, I I didn't watch the season six stuff. I only ended up watching seasons or one from season one. I watched the pilot or not the pilot, but because the movies were kind of the pilot. I watched the the first of these episodes and then I watched one from season three. A mm. couple things that I noticed. Uh, so at the early on, they even kind of mentioned it in the narration of the theme song. But um, Hera was kind of a main villain for a good while that, yeah. um, you know, he was kind of battling the minions of Hera and her herself. In that first episode, Hera kills his wife and family. Yeah. And it's just like, damn. Uh, his wife, I noticed, was played by Tawny Katane. Yeah. Which, which I thought was, hey, it's like, oh, hey, there's that's an 80s woman I know. The other episode I watched from season three, it was kind of strange. It, it was ranked as one of the higher episodes, but like halfway through the episode, it 
honestly, it just turned into like a remake of the movie Tremors. Oh, really? Which episode was that? It was called Mercenary or something like that. It was season three, episode one, or I think. Okay. Um, but it, it was at least ranked. It was ranked in the uh, uh, in IMDb of like one of their top top couple episodes, and it literally just became. It was one hundred percent just like a, oh, here's Tremors, <laughs> but in Hercules land. <laughs> the motion graphics, you know. I try to give them a little leeway because it was, you know, mid nineties graphics, but watching them back, you know, it's a little poor for some of it. They, they were, I would definitely say they were decent for their time. Yeah. More than not. I looked at them and I kind of just cringed. Uh, yeah. I hate to say it. Like I, I have a sort of a nostalgia for it, but Mm -hmm. this sort of fell into the same vein of sort of cheesy nineties stuff as kind of when we talked about, um, do south yeah it's, it's it has sort of the same sort of production value um there's you know there's a lot of bad stuff that happens the fighting is pretty bad <laughs> it's pretty bad <sighs> yeah when i watch it and i wrote first my notes were oh there's a healthy amount of cheese on the show and then I'm like then i watched <laughs> and i was like oh this is beyond healthy <laughs> this is this is an unhealthy gross like morbidly obese amount of this cheese is a on this wisconsin show. level amount <laughs> of cheese <laughs> It is. And as much as there might be get from like some of the graphics or some of the fighting, the acting, yeah. <laughs> oh, the overall acting of just most everybody yeah. is pretty rough. <laughs> it is. But, you know, God, we loved it so much back then. We did. We really watched it. I mean, this was I don't know if this was scheduled viewing for us, but we, you know, what? I think we watched it in syndication on like USA yeah. or something. But we watched anytime it was on. That's for sure. Yeah, we absolutely watched this show. Let's let's dive into our. Do you have anything else you want to add about Hercules' the Legendary Journeys? No, that's, I mean, that's largely, largely it. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, I don't really recommend re-watching this show. It is, exactly. It's that much cheesy, but not in a good way. I'm definitely nostalgic for it. And like, you know, maybe, maybe watch one episode and just go away. <laughs> I'm not sure which one to watch because neither of the ones that I saw, I thought were all that good. Yeah. So maybe pick a different one. Uh, but... Yeah, stay stay away. Stay away. I mean, it had its time and place, and boy, I really appreciated it in that time and place, but no more. No Gusta anymore. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say it, but largely I agree. I mean, it's just the production value and the acting is it's just generally bad. I mean, unless you like that sort of cheese. I mean, unless you're just super nostalgic for it. I mean, I love, it's one of those things that I don't need to see it now. I love that it happened. I love that I have the memory of this show. Um, I love that we enjoyed it back then. I will always, I will, anytime, I w- if I ever meet Kevin Sorbo, he will forever be my Hercules. Mm-hmm. You know, I. it's just, it was just the time and place for that show. Unfortunately, that time and place has passed. Yeah. And we just don't need it. So, unfortunately, yeah. yeah, it needs to stay in, in its nostalgia. Bum, bum, ba, dum. Yeah. <laughs> this episode of the Blast from Our Past podcast is not brought to you by... He's Hercules! Slash his power sword against the man-eating Cerberus. Shoot his power bow and arrow at the three-headed Hydra. And wield his power assault blades to cut down the evil of Hitler. He's Hercules! Tower of power! He's Hercules!
Hercules and Monstros all sold separately. Figures do not move on their own. All right, and now we're going to do the casting portion of the show. As we mentioned, we're going to be casting Hercules. Specifically, we're going to do characters from Hercules' The Legendary Journeys. Seemed a little bit uh, more likely for us to do something like that than the cartoon, per se. Yeah, but Disney is turning all of their old cartoons Uh, into live action now. They are. I could totally see them doing this. Now, as of this recording, I don't think Mulan, when this comes out, I don't think Mulan will be out yet. But I know it's coming at some point soon. It was supposed to be soon, but what's going on with the... You know, everyone being locked down, who knows what's going to happen. So I totally could see that happening Mm -hmm. in the future. But, you know, what really prompted us to do this episode was the legendary journeys anyway. So I'm I'm all for recasting this. So I didn't realize until I started the process of casting that I didn't pick any female characters at all. Yeah, I did notice that too. And that's it was only really because it was mostly guy characters who were the most uh, recurring ones so that I te- I kind of went off the list of oh these guys were reoccurring the most so I'm just going to pick these characters so I apologize I should have thrown them at least probably well see the thing is, is the most reoccurring character was probably Xena and I don't want to throw her in because if we ever do her we'll yeah. probably recast her so how about I'm going to make this promise now when we recast Xena I will only pick women done that sounds good Hopefully, there's no like big male character, but I mean, like the big male character might be Ares, and he's already on this one anyway. So, uh, I will try really hard just to pick only women for that one because I mean they should be represented. But I think a lot of those characters would cross over into either show, and I'd want to keep that too. Yeah. If we did it, if we if similar how we do with like our MCU castings, I would want the Xena and Hercules worlds to still work. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to do uh, Hercules, Aeolus, Ares, Zeus, Salmonius. And Jason, those were sort of the most. Which Zeus isn't really technically in the TV show, but he was in. He played mm-hmm. a big part in the movies, and he plays a big part in the story of Hercules. So I wanted to have him there. Um, I don't know if yep. you mentioned this when we talked about the. I don't remember if you mentioned this, but Hera plays a villain, but you never see Hera. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you just see her big old like peacocky looking eyes. Peacock or eyes, <laughs> yes. Which I actually liked. I liked how they did that. Yeah, I liked how they did that. So. Uh, we'll kind of work backwards on that list. Uh, Adam, I'm going to tell you, uh, for some reason, I only picked basically big A-list actors. Whoa. Oh, I did. I did not. I kind of picked, I mean, they're good actors, but I kind of went more into like, I want to turn this also into another TV show. Yeah. So I kind of went with ones who I think I could make a good TV okay, show. Okay. I basically like, this is going to be a one-off movie in the style of Hercules, the legendary journey. So like sort of comedic but still an adventure uh, so i went pretty much only a-list actors on this one so okay. it might be a little okay. ridiculous to sort of my list <laughs> yeah if we who, whoever the producer is is really gonna have to shell out a lot of money <laughs> for your casting yeah, exactly this might be this might be a michael bay version of, oh, wow. of since we're going for cheese we might as well yeah. <laughs> i still wanted i wanted Definitely some of the comedy, yes. But I didn't want as much of the cheese. Um, they, I, you know, I like a bits of the humor, but you know, as we mentioned, there's just way too much cheese. So they'll, I want it to be dialed down a little bit. But there's definitely still some comedic aspects to my castings. I agree. So. I picked people who I know can can act in a you know in a comedic form. One mm-hmm. one well one of which I don't know if I've ever seen him do a comedy. He's very straight serious actor. The role that I chose him for there there's not a lot of comedy to his role, so 
I think it fit anyway. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and start with Jason, Jason and the Argonauts. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off? When I was looking for a character for Jason, I wasn't sure what I wanted to go with because um, I didn't end up watching any episodes with Jason mm-hmm. in it. So I kind of, I feel like it's a character I can put anybody in because I just didn't really, you know, he's got he's to lead a mercenary group. Yeah. Um, so he's got to have that kind of look. Um, so I went with uh, a guy who, I, honestly, I looked up actors who I can't remember their names. <laughs> and I just kind of looked through a list of like, you know, those kind of like character actors, character actors yeah. who people don't really remember who they are. And I found this guy and I was like, oh, wait, you know what? You are an actor who is really good. And and even kind of like, I don't know, I guess he had enough of a look to the other guy who played Jason. And he's been in some like actiony stuff like Zero Dark Thirty, uh, Terminator Genesis. He played... Um, John Connor in that one. Now, granted, that was a terrible movie. I hated Terminator Genesis, <laughs> but he's a good actor. He was also in Everest. I've seen him in pl- plenty of stuff. You totally recognize him if you see him. His name and his name is Jason. So I was like, you know what? You're perfect <laughs> to play Jason. Uh, I went with Jason Clark. Definitely somebody I recognize, but wouldn't know the name of. Yeah, that's then that's the list I pulled. There from. you go. <laughs> so yes, yeah. I definitely recognize his face and not his name. Yeah, yeah, but he's a good yeah. actor. So uh, yeah, and he's and he doesn't have to act learning a new name so it's perfect <laughs> i went with obviously i said i went with all big name actors so every single person i have on my list you're gonna have heard of you're not gonna need to look them up um jason he's a little bit more serious in the in the tv show um they don't do a lot of comedy with him maybe mm-hmm. around him with the other characters but not with him you know jason's fairly regal guy i mean he's not i shouldn't say regal because he's not a king i don't believe Mm-hmm. But I wanted somebody who could, you know, play it seriously while other people were kind of playing goofy around him. And I've never, I don't think I've ever cast this guy in anything. And I think I've been afraid to just be, because he's, you know, he's forever, uh, he's forever my Aragorn. I went with Viggo Mortensen. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy is awesome. He could totally be a leader of a group. He's done that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that call. Viggo Mortensen is a great call. I mean, he's one of those actors where you hear, well, he got caught casting something. Okay, well, I mean, I'll see it. He's he's good no matter what he does. So Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's go to, uh, I mean, Eolus is a little bit of a comic relief, but Salmonius definitely was a, sort of a, go- uh, Salmonius is more of the goofball, per yeah. se. So let's go to Salmonius, and who did you go with? I went with a female okay. Salmonius, because I noticed that there were no females okay. in here. I'm like, you know what? All right, I want to... But she's still going to be a goofball, because she's definitely a goofball in some of the stuff that I've seen, particularly what I've seen her in, and I love her in, and I've wanted to cast her in something, and so I'm kind of forcing this, but I am happy to have her. Um, she's in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Love that show. And she plays one of my favorite side characters. She plays Artemis, and her name is Artemis, Artemis Pebdani. I don't know if you'd recognize her if you haven't seen Always Sunny. She's done some other small bit parts and things. She is freaking hilarious. I absolutely love her. I think she would totally play up like a, a goofy Salmonius and kind of do all that same kind of stuff, but add uh, at least a, a female, a somewhat more main female character to my Hercules the Legendary Journeys. I mean, I don't recognize her face, but I mean, obviously she's done some good work. Um, if you if, if you were a Sunny fan, <laughs> actually, the thing I recognize her the most from is a TV show that my kids love, uh, which is a, a Disney um, animated series called Big City Greens, and she plays the grandma. So okay. based on that, I like it. <laughs> okay, oh, I, I know I know nothing about that show, it's, but I mean it's uh, it's sweet. a kids show, but my kids have been really into it lately, so it's been on the TV in the background, and 
Um, it's kind of, it's a little goofy, a little strange, kind of reminded me a little bit of, oh God, what was that other TV show that I'm not going to remember the name of it? Well, I, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, I, I liked her, I like her, her version of the, of the grandma in that show. So I'll go with you on that. Cool. Awesome. Uh, how about yourself? I went with just about the biggest goofball on the planet. I went with Will Ferrell. Wow. He is very, very goofy. <laughs> okay. Man, yeah, you're going all out. I yeah, I'm kind of going all out for this uh, Hercules casting. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, Zeus, the father of all the gods, or the head god, or uh, whatever. Yes, Mr. Man, Mr. Big Old God Man. Mr. Man. I went with someone who I'm just jumping in. Yeah, with mine. go ahead. I'm excited about sure. mine. When I see him as an actor, I don't see him as the all super, you know, big, powerful looking Zeus kind of thing that we see with. You know, like the the cartoon Zeus. Mm-hmm. You, you might get more of like maybe, you know, not even that. But I do see when I watch everything he does, he's a comedy god to me. <laughs> he's just one of the greatest character actors that we have today. He's so funny. He's so perfect in everything. Whether it's the show, the HBO show Barry that you absolutely should watch, whether it's Office Space, whether it's News Radio, this guy does everything and he's awesome in it all. I went with Steven Root as oh, my Zeus. Yeah, that's a, as Zeus? As I know, he maybe you might think he's a better Salmonius, but like, I think he could do everything. He's a god to me. <laughs> I want him as my Zeus. Um, wasn't He was also in Dodgeball, wasn't he? Yes, he was also in yeah. Dodgeball. He was kind of like the meek yeah, 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 guy. Yeah. You know what? I I don't hate that. I don't hate that because I love Steven Root. I think he's a great actor, and I would, mm-hmm. I, you, if anything, you've got me curious. Okay, you got me curious as to what Steven Root would do with this character. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I'm gonna say I like it. He has a lot of swagger in news radio, mm-hmm. and I think he'd probably have to pull from that character definitely more than from some of the ones that he's more right. known for. Okay, all right, that's fair. I <laughs> I definitely went a bit more highbrow with my Zeus. <laughs> Uh, my Zeus was another one who, for some reason, I'm taking this casting a little bit more on the serious route than the TV show, per se. And so I went with a, just a big-name actor who's a little bit older now. He's a little bit more distinguished, and I like the idea of seeing him as the sort of father of the gods. I went with Denzel Washington. Denzel would be a good like leader of all the gods, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the guy has all the charisma mm-hmm. all of the pr- all the presence yes like that when if you know you if you need something with Zeus you need presence and Denzel's got and it I, I mean I've seen him be funny um even though it was a serious topic in a serious movie did you ever see the movie flight I never did no it was the, the alcoholic uh, flyer yeah. plane he guy actually, right he's pretty funny in that movie just the way he's acting that was a that's another one of the movies uh in my list of movies that I I saw it once Loved it, and I'm never gonna watch it again. Oh, okay. Because just because it's 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 a very serious movie. Take and take, you know, it's very serious. But man, like he has like a drug fueled frenzy that he goes on in that movie, which is actually pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, he could do the funny stuff, but I mean, it's it's Denzel. You see, you see him <laughs> as a leader of some kind. Yeah, it definitely definitely more of a serious route, and I definitely am kind of leaning with some comedy yeah. stuff. Uh, all right, Aries, our bad guy. I don't. I can't remember him if he was all that bad in the movie or in the he show. He was. He was always. He was always a bad guy. Okay. Cool. It's been. I remember he had like cool like sideburns. That's like I don't. <laughs> I remember him. Something like that. He definitely. He was a cool looking dude. Yeah. Cool looking dude. 
And, and I don't remember. Maybe he wasn't all that funny because the actor that I went with wasn't all that funny. If he's definitely going to be a villain, you know, I wanted someone who kind of can be a little bit more menacing. Yeah. So, so I went with somebody who is menacing, really good actor. Um, I haven't used him for anything, and so I'm I'm happy to be using him now. Um, he's kind of done a lot of historical, you know, fantasy action stuff before, so I think this would fit right in his. Uh, right into his wheelhouse. And I think he definitely has the serious look to him. Um, he was in Tudors. He was in Vikings. I went with Jonathan Rees Myers as my Ares. Oh yeah. He's got a great mean face. Yeah. I think he could, I could totally see him as, you know, exactly a mean, a mean God kind of guy. Yeah. I like that a lot. I do. I okay. really like that. Especially going with a, with a TV show. I think he's a solid mm-hmm. choice. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Um, you might not like my Ares. Um, I went Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, hey, listen, I love Whoopi. Whoopi would I love Whoopi though. Kill it. <laughs> she would. I'm just saying she's she's not like the serious kind of thing. Uh, Roseanne Barr. How are they? I don't. Bill Cosby. I'll go with like the more safer, safe to hate safe route. To hate. I like Whoopi. Uh, no, this is definitely not a guy you will hate. And he does not. I don't know if I've ever seen him really play a bad guy. He kind of has played a bad guy on stage. I've never really seen him play one in his films, but he's definitely played a menacing character. We've loved him for the last like 20 years or so as this character. I went with Hugh Jackman. Oh, huge jacked man. Um, I picked a lot of buff people. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen him as a villain often. And what what do you remember he was a villain in? Uh, Well, he played in, he was very famously, he played Gaston in The Beauty and the Beast on stage and on Broadway. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Who is basically the villain. I would like to see him in, in a movie as a as a real villain. That is yeah. largely why I picked him is because I'd like to see him as a villain. I know he could do it. He's a good actor. He's got a great look to him. I think he's got a really good Aries look, especially if you're kind of comparing to the Kevin Smith yeah. look from the movie. Uh, I think I love that call. Okay. Uh, Eolus, who is the sidekick, he's a little bit of a comic relief. He's kind of a, mm-hmm. he's smaller. He's the more nimble guy per se. Uh, you know, if if uh, if Hercules is the strength, Eolus is the quickness, or that's mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be. So who did yeah, I? <laughs> I did not go with okay. that route. Who did you go with? I, I kind of leaned into the comic route. Okay. Now, granted, I wouldn't want this guy to be as meek and pathetic as he was at the beginning of the series that we all know him from. And maybe even not the later, like I, he's going to have to play a different character. Obviously it's, you know, I don't want actors to play the exact same people, but he's a good sidekick and he's definitely has some comedic stuff, even in, you know, even in like a serious action, he kind of show, um, he's not going to be the quickness, but he'll be, he'll be solid comic relief. And I think he'll still, you know, he's got some fight training, um, from game of Thrones. I went with John Bradley who plays Samuel Tarly. As my EOS. Okay, that is definitely a different route. Yes, I mean he's you know he's he's not he's he's not as quick as Eolus is, but he's gonna. I still want him to be somewhat good with a sword, but I want him to be a little bit you know comic relief. He still kind of have some of that comedy shit, but he's obviously dude. He's not as he's not as like stacked and awesome as Hercules. He's he's freaking Samuel Tarly. Yeah. Um. But you know, but he's John Bradley. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my, that's my route. Slightly different than than the uh, than the one that Michael Hurst gave us in uh, the Legendary Okay. Journeys. I went with actually an actor I've picked at least once before, if not a few times before. I largely picked him because he's been doing a lot of comedy lately, and it seems like he's doing pretty well. Uh, and I also, I also sort of jokingly, when I started casting this, I was like, I'm going to pick nothing but people other than Salmonius are people who are going to be jacked. 
<laughs> or who okay. could be jacked. I mean, uh, yeah, people could totally be jacked. I don't know how Jack Denzel is anymore because um, he's a little bit older, but he we've seen him, you know, in like the hurricane or something like yeah. that. He's had some. You know, if he's, he's not jacked now, he could get. He could get into some yes. good shape. He doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, his prime, but for his age, he he can get into shape. Yeah. Um, other than Will Ferrell, who I would want to be as pudgy as he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'd just be funny. Uh, but I went with another buff guy um, who is doing some pretty funny stuff, but he uh, is also, I also picked him because he's a lot shorter than who I picked for Hercules. I went with Zach Efron. Okay. Yeah, he is short. Yeah. He's a good looking dude. He's jacked. He's funny. It'd be interesting to see him as a sidekick. I guess, you know, maybe he kind of did that with the, the Baywatch movie. Yeah. You know, he, was, he wasn't he was the lead in that one. The Rock was definitely the lead in yeah. that one. And yeah, that's kind of almost like, I mean, and The Rock played Hercules. So hell, he, he's done, you know, he's pretty much done this yeah. before. Um, yeah. As weird as it is, I, I can't shit on Zac Efron right now because I like him so much. <laughs> He's doing he's doing some really good work and I want to fucking hate him <laughs> because he's you're God damn it. You look so good. You're a good actor and you can sing and you've got everything. Damn it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. You want to have a couple people from uh, The Greatest Showman. Yeah, because both him and Hugh Jackman, were there, which is a good movie, yeah. too. So, cool. uh, all right, Hercules. I'm actually going to go with mine first because I don't know why it never came to mind. But I, I mean, I wanted somebody who could be funny, but was, you know, was Hercules. I don't know why I never remembered that he had already played Hercules. I fucking <laughs> picked Dwayne Johnson. Oh, I think that movie, I think that movie was so bad that I, I remember I never watched it. I never had a desire to go see it. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is with movies like Jumanji that have come out and you see a little bit more of his comedic side of things. Uh-huh. Now I have a, like, now I have a much more appreciation for him as Hercules than I would have back then when I think he was just playing straight Hercules. Yeah, I think it was pretty straight. And, but I have like I had no memory that he had already played Hercules. Uh. <laughs> so I was like, oh, just do I just, which is actually not who I wanted to pick, but I kind of was like, I'm already picking these other guys. I need to I'm just going with A-list guys. I might as well just pick the obvious one. Yeah. So so I hate to say it, but that's who I went with and I realize now that it was kind of a cop out. Almost anyone else, maybe I would have given you like a Chris Hemsworth um, but like almost every other jacked dude would have been overshadowed by the rest of the cast. Okay, and so you, yeah, you you were kind of forced into the rock okay. there. Okay, I'll uh, I'll take your pity. <laughs> yeah, it is pity because you know I, I I expect better than you, better from you to know that he's already done that. Yeah. So, but it's okay. okay. It, it's a new take. It's a new take with a little bit more comical elements. Yeah. So, and I think I think with the rest of that cast, it would be fun oh it would be very good and uh, you know what put the writers from the first jumanji on this yeah. one and i think they would they would do a great team with i all agree this. okay well, at least we got something to sell we'll give we'll, we'll have two decent options yes yes uh all right for my hercules i wanted somebody who can be jacked i've seen him jacked actually in that show spartacus uh he wasn't super jacked but i saw him in pretty jacked in there i think he's funny he was not good when he actually acted across my Jason, a.k.a. Jason Clark, in the Terminator Genesis movie, but he's pretty damn funny in Suicide Squad, and so I'm kind of curious to see how he is going to be in Suicide Squad 2, and so I think he fits all the things I want from my Hercules. I went with Jai Courtney. Okay, who plays uh, Captain Boomerang? Yep, Captain Boomerang. Okay. Exactly. I like I like that as a, as a different call. He can definitely be strong. He can definitely be comical, uh, and so yeah, I, I think he's solid. Okay. No, uh, I like it. 
I like it. Okay. I like what you did with your choices. Ah, thank you. Appreciate that. I mean, I definitely went more. I was I was You're, wanting to redo a TV show for yes, sure. Yes, you were thinking TV. I was admittedly thinking more movie. So, fair enough. All right. And that was our recasting of Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Please join us next time for another album review when we go to Graceland, Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee, we're going to Graceland. That's right, we are talking the Paul Simon solo album, Graceland, and we're really excited about it. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.